Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to Humans of Excess Manchester with me, Clint Boone. This series is sponsored by our lovely friends at Safer Roads GM, helping us to keep ourselves and each other safe on the roads of Manchester. This week I'm joined by fashion and lifestyle blogger, YouTube and Instagram influencer, Megan Ellaby. Megan describes where her love of fashion came from. I knew I always wanted to be in fashion. My yeah. mum has always been into like making clothes. Like she used to have a little stall on Berry Market. And she made wedding dresses, so she was always making some form of clothes. And she talks about how she got into the world of blogging. I remember I was supposed to be keeping a diary yeah. to like come back to uni with in my final year. And um, I'd forgotten. Right. So I really naively like Googled online diary and found blogger. It's a great pleasure to welcome to Human Sexist Manchester, a young lady who's fast becoming one of the country's most followed influencers <laughs> in the worlds of uh, fashion, music and lifestyle. Megan Ellaby, welcome to Humans of Excess Manchester. Hello. It's a great name, Megan Ellaby, isn't it? 
Do you like it? I think it's brilliant. I think your mum and dad must have known what they're doing when they called you Megan. <laughs> I'm quite proud of having LB as yeah. my surname. It's a good one. I don't know what's going to happen if I ever get married. Well, we'll I'll talk about that, mate. <laughs> Will you ever become Megan Craig, do you think? Oh, God. Yeah, we'll talk Megan about Ellaby it. Craig. <laughs> Megan Ellaby Craig. Megan Ellaby. There's probably a name for that that sequence of words, like Megan Ellaby. There's a name for it, isn't there? Mm, it's a bit like Ellen, Ellen Rigby. The I like Beatles. it. I need a song written about Ellen now. Ellen Rigby. Megan Ellaby. Love it! Works, it. it? Yeah, it <laughs> Megan Ellaby. Right, so um, you've got quite a following, aren't you? 170,000 followers on Instagram last time I looked and almost 100,000 on YouTube. Before we chat about what this amazing profile that you've got yourself to, just in the space of a couple of years or so, I want to talk about where you were born, when you were born in your childhood. From Whitefield, aren't you originally? Is that right? I am. Well, Radcliffe originally. Radcliffe. Yeah, I grew up in Radcliffe. Um, that was my first house. Um, stayed there until I was about 10 and then we went to high school couldn't get in the school I wanted to in Radcliffe so or my mum and dad wanted me to yeah so we moved to Whitefield and then grew up there and now I'm in Presswich Presswich so, so not far from home and never. you've got one sister is that right younger sister younger sister so just two of you yeah just the two of us really how did you get on at school were you a clever kid um Faye was the clever one right we're both creative but I think I was more into my creative subjects and sport and things like that um but yeah did did all right not too bad I had to work hard for it though it didn't come as natural as it did for my sister, so a lot of revising. But yeah, I was a bit of a bit of a good kid. What were you focused on as a kid? Did you have a careers teacher that you saw you like I did, what you want to do when you grow up and all that kind of business? Not really a careers teacher, but I knew I always wanted to be in fashion. My yeah. mum has always been into like making clothes. Like she used to have a little stall on Berry Market. I think it was Berry Market. Um, on A Market. Yeah. And she made wedding dresses, so she was always making some form of clothes for us, or whether it was cushions and curtains and shit, shit like that. You can sell that. You can <laughs> sell shit. Like that. You can sell the F word if you want. <laughs> you can get some podcast. You can get away with murder. Well, you can't actually get away with murder, but you can get away with any swear words you want. But shit's fine. Words. Fab. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there was always something going on like that, and Faye and I would always play fashion designers. That was our little game. Right. And then it got to school, and I couldn't draw or make clothes. For shit. Um, so that's enough now. Potty mouth. Oh, I know. God, get me out of here. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I went down a bit of a different route with going to uni and studying um, like marketing, styling, PR, and that's kind of where I found my groove. But yeah, fashion was always something that I was interested in. As what a kid. was your destiny? Well, it looks like it. I know that music became a big thing for you later on in life. But what yeah. about uh, later on in life? God, you you're only. You're only a nipper still now. 27, right? 27. In next month. But what point did music, what was the first music that struck you? Um, I wrote a blog post about this not long ago, um, about like the music that shaped my life. But yeah, growing up, my dad has the best taste in music. Um, very eclectic, lots of different things. But um, he got me into rock and roll and things like that. It was the original all, 50s rock and roll? No, more like 60s, 70s kind oh, right, of okay. thing. Yeah. Um, David Bowie and the Stones and Crosby, Stills and Nash and things like that. Right. Um, I've got so much thanking for with my music, my taste in music. Dusty Springfield. Maybe. I always remember listening to her in the car and that's still like my favourite album, Dusty in Memphis. Yeah. So yeah, I always had music around us as kids. And quality music. Yeah, yeah. really good quality music. Yeah. And yeah, it's just kind of evolved from there. Um Obviously, I went through the whole pop stage. I was nineties kid, so I loved the Spice Girls and it's funny Steps. That, I've got a daughter at your age, uh, yeah. pretty much, and um, she was very much a Spice Girls and uh, you know the, the pop stuff that was going on when she was like five, six, seven years old. But at the time, I, I didn't even mind. I mean, I've, I've always been into more substantial kind of music. But I just thought all these kids are getting into music because of the Spice Girls. Yeah. That's their introduction, and one day they will be into 
something. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, my daughter now is very much into, the, you know, the kind of music that I'm uh, around. Yeah, I went um, to see Spice Girls last week. How was it? Amazing. I was like, right at the front, saw all the facial expressions, everything. Right. So I cried a few times. Did they mention me? No, they didn't. Did they not? No. They never do. I met them once, actually. <laughs> Did you? I just remembered, yeah, this little flashback here of a little story. I was at Abbey Road Studios, didn't it be about... 1998, and I think one of them had just left. So who was the first one to go? Was it Jerry that went Jerry, first? Jerry, yeah. So I was in uh, Abbey Road, we were doing some work in there, and we went into the little, they had like a cafe in the basement, and a little, uh, like a beer garden outside. And I was outside there with my, my manager at the time, just having a break, and the four Spice Girls walked out to have a smoke or whatever, and there was just, we were the only people in this little beer garden, oh like six God. of us. Me, Amazing. my manager, and the four remaining Spice Girls. Like that, so. Did you speak to him? No, but no. I should really stretch out and say, yeah, we don't go out for an hour or two. And, <laughs> you know what I mean? Swap numbers and all that. Oh, yeah. Talked about collaborating. But Good no, I just I nodded at them and they nodded back and that was it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, so anyway, back to you. <laughs> Enough about me. Spice Girls. So when you left university, did you go straight into work or did it take you a while to find your feet? Yeah, I was really lucky, actually. So with my university course, I did fashion communication and promotion at Huddersfield. Picked Huddersfield because it was close enough to go back home, but I was getting that kind of uni experience yeah, away. Yeah. Um, and I did a placement year in my third year. So moved down to London briefly for like six months and did lots of different internships at places like House of Holland and um, Alexander McQueen, ASOS, and then came back and worked at JD Sports in Bury at their head office. Um, and that's where I started my blog because halfway through, I remembered I was supposed to be keeping a diary yeah. to like come back to uni with for my final year. And um, I'd forgotten. Right. So I really naively like Googled online diary and found Blogger and just started like backtracking about what I'd been up to, shoot the pictures I'd shot on my like crappy iPhone 4 and uh, just uploading them. And because I was working at places that were quite well known, those search terms were found and people found my blog. And then through that, I found other style blogs and thought, I want a piece of this. How many years ago was this roughly when you started doing it? Six and a half years ago. So before it was a massive thing then, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was bubbling, but quite naively. I didn't, even though I was studying fashion, I didn't really know too much about it, but people have been doing it for like 10, 11 years now. Um, so yeah, I used to get up super early, get my tripod out of my mum and dad's drive and quickly snap my outfit before I went to work. So. And that's pretty much, that's your story up to now, isn't it? Because you're still doing that. It's yeah. a lot more intensive now, isn't it? Yeah. What's um, your average day like now from getting up? You probably don't have an average day, do you? But just give us an idea of a kind of day in the yeah. life of Megan Ellaby. I always get asked this. Yeah. I'm just like, oh God, because it is always th different, which is why I love it so much. Yeah. But yeah, like shooting my outfits with a photographer, lots of emails, lots of admin and the boring stuff. Um, creating content in various different forms, whether that's for my blog, Instagram, YouTube. I've also got my own um, fashion line, so I'll be designing or doing things for that. What's it called? Saturday by Megan Ellaby. Right. Best day of the week. It is the best day of the week. It is, it? got yeah. all the happy happy vibes to yeah. it. I like Sunday, that's the day that I try to uh, do now. But, do nothing, But I do yeah. end up working a lot of the time. Um, <laughs> so you do a lot of travelling as well, don't you? That's Whenever I've seen you popping up on social media, you seem to be in a different country. Yeah, it's not bad. Where have you been to recently? Uh, recently, last trip I did was to Primavera Festival in Barcelona. Right. So that was amazing. A totally different festival vibe um, to what I've been to here in the UK. I've been to um, Benicassim. It's a different world. It's just a different world it's than weird, a British yeah. festival, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, amazing. Loved it. 
So how does it work then, Megan? You were going out there, essentially going out for a bit of a jolly, you're going to a festival. How do you integrate that with the work that you're doing as a, a blogger? Well, with Primavera Festival, I was invited out there by a brand, so it was a work trip, a very lovely work trip. Brilliant. And, you know, we had a lot of fun. So usually there's a few deliverables and things like that that brands require. Um, they've, paid, they've paid me to go out there and create the content for them. So, yeah, once that's done, it's enjoy yourself. It's brilliant. It's got an amazing job. I, mean, it's, I hate to use the word job because I know you don't see it as a job. But it is do, a job. Do, do you feel like you've got the best job in the world? Yes. Yeah, yeah definitely. I love it. Yeah. Absolutely love it. I mean, like any job, you know, there's things to it that aren't as fun. But with what I do, I share, like, the best bits. I try and keep it as real as possible, particularly on my blog. If people who read my blog know a bit more about me than, yeah. say, Instagram audience. But, yeah, I love it. It's, yeah. it's amazing. But do you ever wake up some days and think, oh, I can't be arsed today with this? Yeah. All, all this travelling and photographing. Not the travelling, that's always <laughs> exciting, but like having your pitch taken. Yeah. Like some days I'm just like, nah, I just want to stay in my jammies and <laughs> no makeup. What about the amount of, I know you mentioned how many followers you've got there on like 100,000 on YouTube and 170,000 on Instagram. A lot of these are people that just look and, you know, clock what you're wearing and go and get it, whatever the same <laughs> sort of stuff. But a lot of the people communicate with you, don't, and that, that can be quite exhausting, can't it? Keeping up with your fan base. Yeah. I love it. I really do. I've got a really nice audience and I'm quite lucky in that respect. Um, but it's like, it's important for me to keep chatting with them in the comments or in my messages and things like that because I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing if it wasn't for them. So, yeah. and a lot of them have stacked because I used to work at ASOS. I got a bit waylaid on that question earlier. That was my first job out of uni. So people have been following me since those days. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's really nice to... Um, to chat with them because they're just they're just they're ace. Yeah. Got a really nice. Audience. It's like it's exactly the same as if you were a musician and you've got a fan base and send your fan mail. In the, in the old days, it was fan mail. It was letters, wasn't it? But now it's you know it's tweets, it's WhatsApp, yeah. it's all this. But it's good that you keep in touch with them and uh, embrace it. Do they inspire you sometimes? Do they send you pictures of stuff that they're wearing or buying, and you think, yeah, I fancy that? Yeah, definitely. I always get um, messages from people saying, "I've seen this. It's so you." And yeah, they're always enabling me with new new things yeah. but um yeah it's nice it works both ways what's the best way for people to keep in touch and uh, check out the brilliant work that you're doing Megan is it the website yeah I would say my blog my website because that's what's kicked this whole thing off it's yeah. my baby really I think like blogs aren't getting as much traction as they used to because Instagram's so instant and yeah. you know it's like mini blog posting themselves so a lot of people who started off as bloggers are kind of neglected that side of things which I found quite sad because it's my outlet it's like a creative outlet and it's also a personal outlet I literally treat it as a diary yeah you know whatever I'm feeling so that's why I said like those readers that audience know me the most because yeah. that's where I pull my heart and soul into. Pull soul out, yeah. what do you think we'll be doing in uh, 20 years time where would you like to be at them oh bloody hell 20 years time I'd like to have lots of babies <laughs> And a quiet life, to be honest. I'd love to just be doing my fashion line. Um, I don't think I'll still be on YouTube. That's for sure. YouTube won't be a thing in 20 years' time. Will yeah. It? Stuff like that won't be around. No, I think it won't, it'll, all be, it? it'll all be on board, won't it? Oh, God, terrible. So you won't even have to communicate. Just go like <laughs> Just stare at each other yeah. intensely. That's what I think is going to happen, <laughs> isn't it? Or we're going to go back to writing letters again, aren't we? And I hope so. Go to the post box and not licking a yeah. stamp. I, <laughs> I get a couple of letters every now and again to my PO box. It's so nice that people actually still do write. 
Let's talk about this man of yours, George Craig, oh, uh, yes. because it's relevant because he was a guest on on the Humans podcast recently. Lovely bloke, initially from Yorkshire. He came to Manchester because of you. Yes. Uh, but because of that, we've got Jimmy's in the Northern Quarter. So without you, we wouldn't have that bar, would we? Nope. And I'm taking all the credit for that. Hey, do, does he credit you? Does he say this is... Uh, does he heck? No. I just have to bring it back down to earth every now and again and be like, remember why you're here? No, how, how did you meet George? Because they met in London, I believe. Is that right? Yeah, we met... Well, no, we met in Manchester years ago. I was a fan of his band yeah. back in the day. Um, and we met through that, stayed in touch, um, and then re-met I guess like eight years later bumped into each other in London yeah and then that's it and yeah. you just said I'm going back to Manchester do you want to come with me literally we were both <laughs> fed up of London yeah. I was itching to get back here get back home and um he was like right let's do it and kind of he moved blind like he played a few gigs here yeah but didn't know what this city was about or anything and he just trusted me and here he is, loving it. It's amazing. Well, it, t- it tells his story about the first time he ever came to Manchester we- was with the band One Night yeah. Only, supporting the Wombats and the Cortinas at the Roadhouse. And yeah. um, I met him that visit. That's when I first met him. Did you? He came to see me at XFM, which is the, the radio station I used to work for. But the Roadhouse is pretty much next door to Jimmy's now, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah, so weird, he- isn't it, how it comes? <laughs> what about these dogs yours? Your dogs feature quite a lot in your pictures, aren't they, Peter and Nancy? They do, yes. My little sausage dogs. Yeah. Very cute. Where did they get their names from, first of all? So Nancy was named after uh, Father John Misty song. Right, you okay. can call me Nancy. That's the line. Yeah. Because um, we weren't supposed to bloody bring Nancy home and got sucked into it. Did you get them from a private owner? Or was it a dog yeah, rescue? Yeah, we we had Peter. We're gonna go and get him, and um, poor little Nancy was the runt of litter. wasn't gonna make it. So um, she was the only one left when we went to pick Peter up. And right. I, couldn't leave her and so George sister- had the money in his back pocket because he bloody knew did he he knew that I wouldn't be able to leave her <laughs> so are they brother and sister then, they, they are they? yes and little dash hounds they're very cute um, little shits as I said to you before yeah. <laughs> but they are they're very cute yeah we've got a dog she's lovely little Dolly Boone tell us a bit more about your sister what kind of person is she then we know she's clever yes she is clever she is she's lovely she's ace she's um, really really fun and I can't believe I'm saying this because we've always been really, really close, always as kids. But I love her more than ever now. We work together every day, which I think is quite rare. Like a lot of people, they work with their siblings. Mm. They'd be at each other's throats. Um, but yeah, so far, touch wood, we've not had a row. But if you know what your own, if you want to say departments are, that's going to make it easier. It's like yeah. in a band, isn't it? If you've got a drummer, he plays the drums yeah. and singer sings. They all know what they're doing, but if everybody tries to do a bit of everything, yeah, it can get a bit messy. Bit much, so yeah. what, what's your what's your department then? You you are the visionary and the, the oh, creator. Oh so, yeah, um, yeah. So I do the designs for Saturday. Um, usually I have quite a clear idea of what I want, and then she brings me back down to earth and is like, "Is that commercial, Megan? Is that going to sell?" Which is quite a struggle for me because I like colour, I like prints, yeah. I like good old slogan but not everybody does so um that's something i need to rein myself in you mean slogan on the on the actual on outfit. a t-shirt yeah. or the knitwear or something um have, so you, yeah, ma- have you made any slogans up no that's to come okay i, I really want to do like a mank one yeah you know like mint or something like that yeah that's, but I, that's never gonna sell anyway yeah. <laughs> outside of manchester mint i probably would you not probably do you reckon right. yeah I think so. <laughs> buzzing did all right buzzing didn't it? yeah you know another I mean? one we used to sell it all the time in the 1990s when, when Manchester was a big thing. It's like, oh, I'm buzzing, mate. Buzzing. You're right, yeah, I'm vibing, vibing, <laughs> vibing and buzzing. Yeah. Um, Nish, what are you up to? Nish, that means nothing. Nish? Nish, Clish and Bang means absolutely nothing Nish, at all. Clish and what? Nish, Clish and Bang. Oh, I don't right. know where it all came from. Just, <laughs> what are you up to tonight, Nish? 
know what I mean? Fair, I've not yeah. heard that one. That's it. Nish, Clish and Bang, put that on a T-shirt. Done. You can have that. Done, I'll send you one. That's it, 10%. <laughs> what about, we've heard about your brand. What about other brands that excite you? What, what, when you look out there in the fashion world, mm-hmm. what inspires you the most? What labels or I love fellow Mank um, brand, House of Holland. Yeah. Um, Henry Holland went to my college in Berry and kindly gave me an internship, my very first one. And I was so excited because I'd followed everything he'd done and loved everything he did. So when he gave me my step into the industry, it was like, oh my God. So um, yeah, they're, they're killing it for me. They get, Again, they use like colour and print and they're just amazing at what they do. Yeah. Um, but then I love uh, like more niche brands like Lazy Oaf. Again, they have lots of fun with colour and things like that. Um, and I look to the fancier brands as well. Um, I'm a sucker for Gucci. Right. Gucci and Chloe, they're my faves. Not wrong with that, is there? But that's obviously every now and again, not very often. And your brands, you're starting off at a different, um, you're aiming at a different market completely than oh, brands God, like yeah. that. Starting yeah. off at the uh, with the cool people. Oh, yeah. Cool party people. Yeah. Festival people. Oh, stuff like I. that. <laughs> yeah. You went seeing Cortinas last week at Eaton Park, didn't you? I did. How yeah. Was that? It was good. It was bloody muddy. Um, but yeah, it was amazing. We had, um, we had a right laugh and the atmosphere was electric and it was like on my doorstep. So that yeah. was lovely. Heat I remember George saying that's where you walk your dogs in it, Eaton yeah. Park. So what was it like seeing it one minute you're in there walking your dogs <laughs> and then next week you're there? <laughs> the fifty thousand people. Yeah, it was a bit of a bit of a shocker. Um, yeah. Poor parks, trashed, so muddy. But I went to see Oasis. That was the last gig I ever went to at Heaton Park. Yeah. Um, I was like ten that. years ago now, was it? Yeah, it was ten, ten years exactly to the yeah, na- night when yeah. Noel played. Kasabian supported, didn't they? No, Kasabian did because that's in the power cut. And we yeah, all got our money back. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> it was amazing because <laughs> I paid ten pound on the door for it yeah. from a towel and then got thirty five quid back. Oh, brilliant! What a blagger! <laughs> proper mank, proper mank, brilliant. <laughs> Let's talk about Manchester. Um, okay. You being a Mancunian, how would you define the Mancunian spirit? It's lively, to say the least. I think it's amazing. I am so proud of being from Manchester. Um, I've lived here all my life, obviously, but. Um, did a bit of a stint in London, obviously Huddersfield, but nowhere compares to Manchester. The vibe here is just electric. And you've travelled a lot, so you see these cities. Yeah. Um, I remember a time when I used to travel around with the, the Inspirals to lots of beautiful cities around the world, and you'd always come back to Manchester thinking, we love Manchester, but it's not quite LA or Barcelona or Tokyo or Vancouver, but now it is. It's all mm-hmm. it's all the best cities in the world rolled into one. Definitely. But on a much smaller plot of land and yeah. with a better quality of person. Totally just agree. made that up on the fly. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. That. So you can't imagine moving away from here again? No, no, we're definitely settled here. Yeah, it's definitely. a good place to be based. You want to, want to have loads of babies, yeah? Yeah. Let's speak to George about that. Tell us something about him that he don't want you to tell us. Mm. You got any bad habits? He's got terrible habits. Has he? You know, a lot, most people have issues with people leaving towels on the bed or yeah. towels on the floor. George hangs towels on the back of a door. Right. Every door in our house has one of his items on it and it drives me mad. You on can't hooks shut the or over the edge no, of the door? No, just over right, the edge yeah. of the door. Oh, we do that. You don't really house. dust a door, do you? The to- well, I don't. <laughs> well, that's right. That's probably why he's doing it. He's probably putting the towel up there to get the dust yeah, off it. Yeah, and his clean towel, nice one. I mean, that's that's just something that bugs me. But um, other than that, he's all right. <laughs> he's all right. Where are your favourite places in town to eat, walk, drink, dance? I always feel super proud of Manchester when I'm walking from St. Peter's Square 
down to spinning fields, like the architecture around there, especially on a day like today when yeah. the sun is shining and you've got your headphones in. And I just feel so happy and so proud to be from here when I'm walking that exact stretch, go off at St. Peter's Square, off the tram and then walk down. Yeah, it's beautiful. It I love the it. All. Yeah, I think it's yeah. absolutely stunning. Um, then, obviously, I love the Northern Quarter, but... I'm edging a bit more towards Ancoats now. Yeah. Um, just loving what's going on around there. It's beautiful. It's a, and it's a different spirit again than, than Northern Quarter or Castlefield, isn't it? It's just a different yeah. vibe completely. Again, yeah. There's those little mini towns within town. It's, yeah. it's amazing. How far do you think you'll go with your, your actual fashion brand? Then? Is that going to be a big thing, do you reckon? I hope so, yeah. It's only launched in October last year, so it's very, very new. Um, still getting to grips with how it all works. Yeah. Um, but my sister now works alongside me, helping because she's... A, um, or she was a buyer for Misguided in town. Right. Um, so she's come on board to help me with the numbers and stuff because I'm not very good at that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, hopefully we'll turn it into this thing that we know it can be. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I love it. I just It's a dream of mine to have done this. I, can't, yeah. I still pinch myself. It's crazy. Let's but see what happens in the 10 years from now. You probably have that established, have a load of people working for you. Can you imagine? Can you have people you? throwing money at you. Oh God, that'd Amazing. be great! <laughs> what do you think about the uh, the development that's going on in the city? As somebody that's grown up here, do you do you find it exciting, or does it worry you a little bit when you see all the cranes going up outside the windows? I find it exciting, but I do worry that, particularly with like renting prices and property prices, because I lived in London renting there, and it was disgusting. And none of my friends who are now wanting to buy can't can buy in that city. Right. So I hope to God Manchester doesn't turn into that. I do think it's exciting and it's amazing that Manchester's growing and growing and becoming this place that everybody wants to visit. Absolutely, yeah. It's good for all of us, isn't it? It is, yeah. Who are your favourite humans of Manchester ever, Megan? I'm going to do a bit of a cop out here, but I'm going to say my dad. Yeah, that's and not if a I cop say out. my dad, I can't say, not say my mum. Right. And then I'm going to say my nana Doris. Say dogs as well if you want. Not humans, I <laughs> <laughs> Some people would argue with that. I think our, our dog's definitely human in a dog's body. She definitely thinks she's a human being. Oh, what kind of dog have you got? It's called a Cavachon. So it's part Cavalier King Charles and part Bichon Freeze oh, Poodle. Oh, gorgeous. But she sleeps on our, our pillow, so she sleeps in between my head and my wife's head. Oh, my God. So you wake up some nights with big black eyes. Like <laughs> Staring at you. But yeah, she's, um, she's a good, great addition to the family. We've only had her like a year and a half, something, but she's a beautiful little thing. So any other humans or dogs in Manchester? I'm going to say Liam Gallagher as well. Love him. Your other half said that as well. He was, Did he? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Before you go, Megan, describe Manchester in three words. Vibrant, friendly and fun. That's great. Megan Ellaby, thank you for being a human of excess Manchester. Thank you for having me. There you go. That was Megan Ellaby. Next time, I'm joined by musician, producer and founding member of 828 State, Graham Massey. Don't forget to follow us on social media and subscribe to Humans of Excess Manchester. Rate us, feel free to leave us a review as well. We always like to get your feedback. Thanks to our friends at Safer Roads GM, again, for sponsoring this series. And thank you for listening. See you next week. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.